0: In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You're advised that any views expressed by the hosts or their guests are not necessarily the views of Tuggy Entertainment or its partners. It's time for Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi. Everyone has learned lessons in life during their lifetime. Some good, some bad, but from everyone there has been something learned and now it's time to share that knowledge it's called paying it forward here these lessons learned are then paid forward to you with you paying it forward too is paying it forward on Tokenet.com. And now, here's your host, Josephine Jirasi.
1: Well, good morning, everyone. It's Josephine here. I hope everybody is having a wonderful and productive week. So let's start the show off with the business tip of the week. So um, my son, Garrett, as everybody knows from last week's show, turned 8, and um He had a big birthday party here at the house, my wonderful, confident Garrett, on Saturday night. There was a smidgen of a chance of having rain on Monday for his birthday party, and, you know, he looked at me and he goes, don't worry, Mom, it's my birthday. There's no way it's going to rain. And, of course, Monday was one of the most gorgeous days of the year. So that's my Garrett, which I hope one day he truly is going to be an entrepreneur because he's got incredible confidence so that's number one but I just wanted to mention so as I was preparing for his party I had gone to the pizzeria to order the pizza um, for his party and I love talking to business owners and I had spoken to the owner his name is Al from Junior's Pizzeria here in Huntington and we're talking and I said Al if you have one tip that you'd like to share with my listeners What would it be? And he had said to me, and we were talking about our kids and everything, and what I had said to um, Al was the best thing, in my opinion, as a parent that we can do for our children is help them and teach them how to make good decisions. And that's when Al turned to me, and he had said to me, Josephine, there is no right way of doing something wrong. And I know we've heard that in the past, but when Al said it to me, I said, ugh, that is so true, not only in life, but in business also. So I'd like to thank Al for being um, a part of paying it forward this week by offering his wonderful tip. So with that, um, I cannot wait to reintroduce my guest this week. We had an incredible show, believe it or not, over a year ago. And, um, his name is Rob Basso, and Rob is, um, as everybody knows, an incredible entrepreneur himself. So Rob is, um, let's see. Rob, I'm having like major problems here with my computer, so that's okay. I'm just going to bring you right on, and we're going to talk about a little bit about your background and the absolute wonderful um, new book that you came out with, *The Everyday Entrepreneur*. So, welcome back to *Paying It Forward*, Rob. How are you doing today?
2: I'm doing fantastic. Thanks for having me again.
1: (laughs) Rob, please forgive me. I'm having such a problem with my computer. I couldn't print out your bio, which is absolutely amazing. I feel like I have it completely memorized, but I'm going to have to have you help me out here just a little.
2: Oh, the list is so long. This could take your whole show. <laughs> I know, Robin. I have uh, t- to tell I, you. I, I, I am teasing. Well, I, I could give you the highlights. I mean, I, I have been in business for myself uh, pretty much forever, but my main business is a payroll and human resources company I've had for the last 16 years. And throughout that time, I helped start a bank and raised $30 million, invest in various businesses along the way including my own entity called Basel on Business where our whole goal is to really inspire the entrepreneurial spirit to help get american businesses back on their feet and uh, recently uh, penned my own book uh, which was published by uh, Wiley which is a very well respected you know business pub- uh, uh, publisher here uh, in, in in the US and uh, we've been really happy about the sales of the book called The Everyday Entrepreneur and uh, we're excited to talk to you today
1: i I'm so excited because Rob, I have to tell mm-hmm. you. Um, your assistant Christine sent it to me over a month ago, and I read it in a weekend. I mean, it is a fast read, but uh, the entire book is highlighted. That's the only problem. Almost every line. I wanted to highlight every line because I thought it was so great, Rob. Well, and,
2: it's, it's it's a fast read because I use I use small words because you know <laughs> the way my brain works is the way the way I wrote. So I I, I wrote it as if you as if I was speaking it, and I hope people appreciate the way that I did it because I want people to remember it because the stories, I think, are fun, and I think that the practical advice that's given in the book will help everybody, no matter what stage of business they're in.
1: I thought it was great, and I have to tell you, I thought you picked a really great group of people to use of you know, throughout your examples in the book, but I have to say, my favorite person was Jeff Hoffman. <laughs> I thought he was so good, Rob. Well, and, you know, you had me he, he,
2: laughing. He's very—he's a very dynamic guy. I mean, Jeff Hoffman was one of the co-founders of the families of companies that eventually became Priceline.com. And he just epitomizes what it is to be an entrepreneur and to be a successful person. And he was so much fun to talk with. I actually got introduced to him by a good friend of mine. And the first conversation I had with him lasted two hours. And I didn't even ask him about you know, being in the book or interviewing me, he just wanted to talk about business. And that's what makes me so excited to work with him. Oh, I just,
1: he made me laugh. And we're going to have to get back to the part that I literally laughed out loud when I had read it. So I have it bookmarked right here. So I want to make sure we get back to it. Sure. But, Rob, so let's talk a little bit about the reason why you came up with the book. I know we're in... A horrendous um, economic situation here. I'm hoping we're coming out of it, but tell us a little more about why you really just sat down and said, you know what, now's the time. Now is when I want to write this
2: book. Well, I, I had spent, as I said, the last 16 years building my own business and working on other enterprises, and I had just picked up lots of things over the years, and most of the things that I learned were really because I had made horrendous mistakes along the way. And I know, you know, people have heard that um, throughout their lives, you know, you learn from your mistakes, but man, not only did I learn from my mistakes, you know, I lost lots of money in the process with all sorts of things that just didn't go my way. And, Mm -hmm. You do get smarter. You do learn from your mistakes and realize, well, geez, I better not do that again. So after all these years. But, Mom, and, some of us,
1: can I just add, I sure. agree with you 100% there, and we're alike in that area because, as you know, with my Glovey's product, I have – I have gone down every single road, and a lot of those roads were dead ends for me, and it did cost money, and I banged my head up against the wall all the time. And it's okay if you make that mistake once, but if you make that mistake twice, it's just it hurts that much more when you bang your head the second time. Well, it it does, and I I just
2: I, I had a need. I mean, a lot of the things that we do in my organizations is really help people, but I never really solidified it, and I said, you know what? let's get this collection of stories and my stories and put them together to really show people what kind of monumental effort it is to be an entrepreneurial success and really live life on your own terms. And, you know, after completing the book, you look back and you see these stories and you look at your own stories, you're like, how does anybody ever do this? Because it's really hard. And that's part of the point of the book, too, is that – you don't just wake up one morning and say, I'm going to be an entrepreneurial success. It is a long, arduous path, but it doesn't mean you shouldn't try. It doesn't I know, mean you shouldn't Rob, get up willing to do it.
1: Rob, honestly, were there any um, ventures that you tried? Like, I know for myself that maybe you would have turned to yourself and said, oh, my God, if I would have known it was going to be like this, I'm not sure I really would have gone gone down that road. With Glovius, I'm just like six years later, I'm like, oh, my God, I had no idea. I just didn't know the retail industry, and I taught myself, and I learned it, and a lot of people taught me along the way. But Rob, holy moly, sometimes I say to myself, what was I thinking? And you almost create a monster, and because we have that entrepreneurial drive and fire within us, Sometimes it's just hard to let go, and it's going to succeed no matter what we have to do.
2: You are so right.
1: (laughs) And that's why I see that as a common thread with a lot of the people that you interviewed, that they have that burning desire to make something better for themselves and for everybody.
2: You are, you are correct. I mean, you take a guy, you know, like Jeff Hoffman, or even uh, another gentleman like Ken Davenport. Ken Davenport is now an extremely successful Broadway producer. As a matter of uh-huh. fact, I've invested in one of his shows called Godspell, which is playing on Broadway. He started, you know, when he was in college selling Cutco cutlery knives, and he was going to be the you know, the, the the knife salesman of the century, and that's what the company wanted for him, but that's not what he wanted for himself, and he started in the theater business literally getting coffee for producers, and now he's a big-time producer himself. Things like that still happen in the Internet age. They still do. The, the, having your computer and access to the web doesn't take away the need for you to be a hard worker and doing the right things all the time. And, you know, he's just one example in the book of someone who really made it on his own, on his own steam.
0: right back with more paying it forward with josephine jirossi right after these on toginet.com everyday autism miracles with shannon penrod friday afternoons at 2 1 central on toginet.com life after an autism spectrum diagnosis doesn't have to be difficult it can be joyful happy and filled with hope join shannon penrod author speaker coach and mom of a six-year-old recovering from autism for this inspirational hour of hope She's even authored a series of children's autism books with her son, Jim. For more information about the books, Shannon, and Everyday Autism Miracles, go to her website. ShannonPenrod.com. From there, you can also get to her other websites, blogs, and connections. On Everyday Autism Miracles, you'll hear stories from parents whose children have made miraculous strides. You'll also get the inside dish on therapies, treatments, supplements, and how to get funding to help you afford them. Miracles abound in the autism community, so tune in for Everyday Autism Miracles to listen, share, laugh, and surround yourself with hope. Everyday Autism Miracles with Shannon Pinrod. Friday afternoons at 2, 1 central on tuginet.com Want to be challenged in a powerful way to leap beyond what you think is possible? Then join us Mondays for the Leah Jansen Show. Every Monday at 10 a.m., 9 a.m. central on tuginet.com with Leah Jansen. Listen live as life coach Leah uses her coaching skills to give you the tools you need to take action and create momentum. You are encouraged to call in and share your greatest fears, challenges, and obstacles, and then listen as Leah obliterates those barriers to success. For more on Leah and the show, check out her website, leahjansen.com. That's Leah, L-E-A-H, J-A-N-T-Z-E-N.com. Spend one hour with Leah, and you'll be captivated by her energy, enthusiasm, and magnetism. You'll quickly become addicted to her positive attitude and make it happen mentality. Ready for a life changing, mood altering show? Then get ready for Leah Jansen and listen live to The Leah Jansen Show every Monday morning at 10 a.m., 9 a.m. Central on TogiNet.com. Welcome back to Paying It Forward, the show dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful. As we discuss accomplishments, lessons learned, and sharing those ideas. Now, let's get back to Bang It Forward with Josephine Girasi on Doginet.com. Well, welcome back,
1: everyone. It's Josephine here, and I am so sorry. As everybody can probably tell, I'm completely out of power, but uh, we have Rob Basso on with us. And, Rob, are you there?
2: I'm here. Well, you know, this is what (laughs) happens when you do live radio. There are always technical difficulties.
1: (laughs) Oh, Rob, you know where uh, the headquarters of Glover's are, so anything can go on here. Understood. when they do anything with any um, house out here, I think the entire neighborhood does down, so okay. Let's get back to where we were. Um, what were we talking about, Rob? You were talking about um, Jeff Hoffman.
2: Yeah. Well, no, I had mentioned actually. What we were we were chatting about uh, you know just the individuals in the book, and I was actually talking about Ken Davenport as one of the you know central character characters in the oh, right, in, right. in the book about you know, really what it takes to be successful in America today. But you know, the, the reality is there there are so there is so much negative news in the marketplace, it's nice to see recently that there's kind of been a glimmer of hope with people getting back on their feet, with the economy moving in a proper direction. And I think this is what we need right now, better sentiment in the marketplace to make people feel better, stronger, faster about what's going to go on in their own business to make better decisions. So sentiment drives a lot what goes on in small business America. It's not just reality. If people feel better, about what's going on, about what they're hearing. They'll make, uh, make better decisions within their business.
1: Yeah, I think that that's a wonderful point. And I love the way um, the subtitle of the book, Apply the Triple Threat of Ambition, Confidence, and Conviction for Success on Your Own Terms. I, I thought it was great how you kind of weaved it throughout the book, and once again, all of the entrepreneurs that you interviewed, you could kind of see that come out in every story that you were telling. I thought that was great, Rob.
2: Well, if, you know, this is, this is my idea. I mean, realistically, you know, those three words m- mean different things to different people, and, you know, ambition, confidence, con- conviction, they were really driven from myself and looking at my own past and history, you know, I think those are the things that help you know, drive me forward and do the things that I wanted to do in my life. And then when I was out interviewing these other individuals, it's like, hey, these people have some of the same qualities I do, even though they might not be extroverted. Some of them were quite quiet and shy. It doesn't necessarily... It's not indicative of a personality trait. You know, they're different qualities that you have as a human being, but I think those are the three most important ones to drive you forward. So for your listeners, you know, if they feel that they're waning on one of those three, they need to get fired up about something that they really want to do in their lives to really be successful at it because it is not a part-time effort. I don't care what you're trying to do. You need to have your heart and soul and your mind into it. Otherwise, it's not going to work the way you want.
1: And you're so right about that, Rob, because so many people think, well, I can't stand working for somebody else. I don't want to work 9 to 5. I'm just going to start my own business. I'll have my own hours. I'll work when I want to work. And, Rob, it is everything furthest from the truth, and you know yourself. I'm telling you, there were days that I would work around the clock. People think it's easier, but you end up working twice as many hours. That's just my opinion, especially in the beginning.
2: I, it, not only in the beginning, it, it, if you want to keep your business successful, you, obviously you learn how to work smarter. And as a as a budding entrepreneur, it might be yourself at a desk or selling your wares wherever you might be selling them. And you hope to be able to hire a staff and get people to help you and really be the visionary of your company moving it forward. But sometimes that's not the role that you fall into because – Not everybody is a born leader of an organization. Sometimes they might be a technology individual, and they might be the best tech person in the world and come up with the greatest products, but have no idea how to get it to market or really lead the company. That's when things change. That's when you have to be smart enough to realize that you might need help. You might need a president to run the company while you take a back seat and do what you're really strong at. I spent years running from my strengths, the things that I was good at, and Mm -hmm. trying to get better at things that I was probably never going to get better at so now what I do is I focus on my strengths and then I hire people around me to supplement the things that I'm not good at and I have to tell you in the last five years since I've been concentrating on that everything has gone better everything
1: oh that's that's so- Great point. You know, uh, it always goes, I often say this, it's so important to work on your business as opposed to in your business. And a lot of times, if you're working in your business, struggling on things that just are not your forte, so to speak, you're so right, just outsource that. Let Or find the people that can do it even better than you. That's what I try to do. I'm so happy if I can get somebody that can do a job better than me because I have all confidence in them, and then I can focus on what I'm good at. So I think that's a great point. But so I have a question. Can can anyone be an everyday entrepreneur? Uh,
2: I think people with the right qualities and and the right characteristics absolutely can be. And I I don't necessarily think that you're born – an entrepreneur i think that there are some characteristics and traits that that you can learn to be successful on your own terms because i, I do believe that you know hu- human beings at their core uh, are self-sufficient and find ways to do things that you know might not be you know the ordinary and i, I believe that everybody has this possibility now Does it mean that you have to go to college? Does it mean that you have to have a high school education? Well, all those things differ depending on what industry and what you want to go into. I mean, realistically, now in America today, it is much more challenging, and the statistics prove it, to be successful in America today, to have that diploma from a four-year university helps dramatically. It doesn't mean you won't be successful, and it doesn't mean you shouldn't try on your own, but there are certain things that you really need to work on to make sure that you're ready for the tasks that are at hand. And, you know, I did go to, you know, college, and I have very successful friends that didn't go to college. I can think of one offhand. He runs a technology company. He dropped Mm -hmm. out of high school and managed to get his GED, and he's one of the most successful guys that I know. So (laughs) everybody takes their own path, but you, you can learn some of the traits that are necessary. To be a successful entrepreneur, I believe that.
1: I think it's so right, and a lot of job. You know, this whole thing about college being so expensive is. I came from a very large family, and there were eleven of us, and my parents pushed education so much so that we not a lot of us not only got our college degree. We got our master's degree and doctors, all that kind of stuff, my brothers and sisters and everything. The point of the matter is my parents always wanted us to have that, to kind of um, just give us the confidence to know that we could always rely on that education that we had. But now, I as things start changing and it's so much more difficult for kids to get jobs when they get out of college, I don't know, Rob, I mean... There's a part of me that feels like if there are children that really want to be entrepreneurs, finding mentors and helping them along the way and encouraging them might not be such a bad thing because you can always go back and get the college education. I don't know. I, I feel like of course to go to college, but there's a part of me that's working in the background saying to get out of school with uh, 150,000 in debt. And you have a child that is really in their heart and soul, they want to get I, well, I, I,
2: I don't i don't I don't disagree I mean you know I think that you can end up going back to school. I just think it is harder as you get older to want to go back to a classroom setting um but I, again, I know plenty of people who did go back later in life um It's just that you know. Having your your high school diploma and then your college degree, it's not so much about the piece of paper. It's not so much about the specifics that you learn there. It's about... Being able to get through things and challenging yourself and and, and and making those milestones and getting through those accomplishments and growing up it 's not necessarily about the exact things that you learn because i don 't have a business degree. I was a history education major in college, mm-hmm. and you know I think you know i 've done a pretty good job at this business thing, and i didn 't have any formal training for it so it, it teaches you how to, you know, use your critical thinking skills to be yeah. successful. So I, 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 I agree with you partly that it's always possible, but, you know, I think that, you know, you should probably get it out of your way when you're younger right. Um, and then move on. But that's just it, Josephine. I mean, the reality is there is no one plan. There is no master plan. Right. You've to build your own master plan.
1: I think you're so right, and I love that whole thought. I agree with you. It's... I think what college does to you is it helps you with your critical thinking, and we rely on that so much as an entrepreneur. So I think that's so important.
2: So, Walt, tell
1: me something. What excites you about being an entrepreneur? Well,
2: there, there's there's lots of things that, that excite me about being an <laughs> entrepreneur. But I, 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 you know, one, some of the some of the bigger things, or at least one one of the larger things, is is that is the the ability for to use my creativity. I I, I love you know, waking up in the middle of the night and jotting stuff down, and or I've got a story when I came up with an idea and this maybe it's maybe it's not totally appropriate, but I think it's funny. Um, I was out in Las Vegas at a, at a convention, and I definitely stayed out too late, and I probably had a cocktail or two too much, and I woke up with <laughs> a hangover the next morning, and I had this moment of clarity in my brain, and I you know thought of a. Uh, an idea for my payroll and human resources business, and it's been one of the most successful um, you know, parts of our business uh, you know, uh, in, its, in its history. And that's the fun part about it, not only yeah. being able to think of the idea, but then actually having it come into reality. Right. It's, one thing, it's one thing to work for somebody else and make their reality come to life, but to think of it and then watch it actually come to fruition, that's pretty cool. That's what gets me up in the morning.
1: And the implementation part is just as fun as the idea a lot of times because as you take all those baby steps and you see you're getting closer and closer to your goal, I mean, that's the stuff that keeps the fire burning within me.
2: Yeah, and, and and I think that if you ask most entrepreneurs, you know, they'll have similar answers about that. And for those that haven't had the opportunity to really go out and create on their own and build something, it's hard to tell you exactly what it feels like. That's part of the reason I wrote the book, to in, encourage more people to go out and try. Yeah,
1: I think that's great. Well, we're going to take a break, everyone, and we'll be right back with Rob Basso, uh, the author of The Everyday Entrepreneur. Thanks, everyone.
0: We'll be right back with more Paying It Forward with Josephine Girassi right after these on TogiNet.com. Get ready to live La Bella Vita with Dawn Catherine on TogiNet.com. For more on the show and your host, check out our website, LaBellaVitaCosmetico.com. This is the kind of show you can sink your teeth into. If you enjoy traveling and food and family, all with an Italian flair, then you can live La Bella Vita with your host, Dawn Catherine. Wednesday nights at midnight, 11 p.m. Central, on Togenet.com. Get ready for Officer Radio. Every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern, only on officer.com. It's powered by the worldwide resources of officer.com and hosted by editor-in-chief of officer.com and 30-year law enforcement veteran, Frank Borelli. Officer.com is your source for the latest news, trends, and issues facing the law enforcement community, which change almost daily. New regulations, new things to know about that affect all in law enforcement. Join us each week as Officer Borelli and his guests examine, dissect, and discuss the issues facing our industry. Call in live and join the conversation to get your voice heard. For more law enforcement news and more about the show, go to officer.com. You can even find us on Facebook and Twitter. Then join us live every Thursday afternoon at 2 p.m. Eastern, only on officer.com. Welcome back to Paying It Forward, the show dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful as we discuss accomplishments, lessons learned, and sharing those ideas. Now, let's get back to Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi on toginet.com. Well, welcome back, everyone. It's Josephine here, and we have Rob Basso with
1: us. And, um, Rob, so we were just talking about what excites you about being an entrepreneur. I love the fact that you um, think it's your creativity that you're able to bring out in your everyday um, work, which is great. Um, But I have a quick question. Let's talk a little bit about risk. How important is taking and managing risk when starting and growing a business?
2: Well, you you don't get anywhere without taking risks. The last time I checked, um, those that are sitting in their living room dreaming about their success, their business, their product, their service, um, that dream didn't get them anywhere without action. And to even get up off the couch... And get moving forward with whatever it is that you wanted to to get accomplished. um, You need to take some sort of risk, whether that be, you know, a personal risk in leaving a position, whether that be financial risk in investing in your organization. The hard part about it is knowing how much risk to take and when to take it. And that is a very tricky situation. I've been in all sorts of situations where, you know, it's go for broke, spend all this cash, and hope that it works with the best plan. Um, and others where um, the timing was incredibly important when I decided to, to move forward with a project. And sometimes it's worked out and sometimes it's failed miserably. I know no entrepreneur that hasn't probably failed more than they've succeeded. It's those one or two big wins um, which which can make your entire career and your life. And risk is important. It's inherent in being an entrepreneur. You're not an entrepreneur unless you take risk. Otherwise, you might be a small business owner or working for somebody else, but there is a big difference. I
1: think you're so right, Rob, because any time you really want your business, to go to the next level, it always involves some kind of a risk. And I think it's just, you you know, the more risks you take, sometimes the easier it is. That's just kind of, you know, my experience with my glovies. It's just like I remember in the beginning of, because I was so petrified every little thing I did. And then all of a sudden I just got to the point where I was like, you know what, I'm just doesn't at least I tried and we go on to the next thing. So I think you're so right that risk is so important.
2: So, and, and it could be a lot of fun too. I, you know, I mean, with that stress, uh, some people don't thrive well in a stress, a stressful situation or a stressful environment, and some do. And that's one big part of being an entrepreneur is managing that risk and your stress level because um, if you know your limits. And you push yourself past them, your 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 capacity to do a good job will diminish greatly.
1: Yeah, I I agree with you so much. And you know, Rob, I, I'm so tempted to talk about the fitness um, DVDs that you came out with. Is now a good time to talk about? Yeah, that. Yeah, sure, absolutely. We're very proud. You know, of you're me. talking you're talking about stress, and I love what you. Said that it's so important that you have your physical health. That's just as important as your balance sheet. I thought that was brilliant, and you're so right about that. Tell us a little about the DVDs you came out with.
2: Well, we created uh, through my Basawan Business brand, um, we created uh, a, a, the first of its kind—a fitness DVD, a 25-minute fitness DVD that is specifically set up for the busy business professional. And I've been a physically active individual my whole life, and you know, fitness and taking care of myself has really been, I believe, part and parcel to some of my success because you know I just have the stamina to to to, to kind of keep going where where others might might fall off the other side. And I got together with a gentleman named Matt Basso, who is not related to me. Just coincidentally, we have the same last name. Yeah, it's bizarre. (laughs) He's a trainer extraordinaire here in the Northeast. And uh, we produced this video that we believe is world-class. We've been selling them very, very briskly. They're available on Amazon.com or on my com radio. And it's great for men, women, um, young adults or older adults, and it's really meant to, to keep you fit three or four times a week. You can do this when you're on vacation, sitting in front of your television. I mean, I, we're so proud of this because we're the only ones in the business world that we could find that really are looking At a business person from a completely holistic standpoint to say your physical fitness does matter in the success of your business.
1: Well, I think that's so important, and it leads me to my next question. How important is it for business owners to have a positive image and reputation? The positive image comes from, well, I know for myself, when I'm working out and I'm feeling good, that whole image comes across. Because I feel great. Anything I put on, I feel like it looks good.
2: What do you think it, about it, that? It does matter. You know, image and reputation certainly is not limited to your physical appearance because there's all different kinds of people in the world. And, you know, it's certainly not our job to say if you're this size or that size, you're tall, you're short, you know, you can't be successful, you're not this or that. That's that, that's certainly not what I'm preaching. What I, what I What I believe about image and reputation is that, you know, uh, here's the best way to do it. Here's, here's an example. When I started doing some of my public speaking probably about three or four years ago, I was putting on events, and I would be in front of the room acting like the person that I thought people wanted to see. And it turned out that, well, it didn't come across too well because there I was speaking at these people, you know, espousing all my wonderful knowledge that I had that I, they were dying just to hear because it was me. Well, my attitude was completely wrong. It was completely wrong and completely off. I wasn't speaking from a position of authenticity. I thought that's what people wanted. All they wanted was me. They just wanted me being myself. And as soon as I started to be myself in front of a crowd, literally it was like a light switch. An absolute light switch. People would gravitate towards me because they could see that you were being yourself and you were offering yourself up as a genuine individual. And that's what image and reputation is about. Being yourself in the marketplace and having people gravitate towards you for the high-end professional that you are, not for all the other reasons. And that's all, I the best piece of advice I can give to everybody. There's a whole chapter in my book dedicated to image and reputation, whether it be online or whether it be in person. It's the most vital thing that your business has, even more than the service itself is your personal reputation and image in the marketplace.
1: Yeah, I thought that, that and that was a great chapter and important to um... – to really read. So, while there's so much information, this book is so incredible. Honestly, I hope a lot of my listeners go out and get the Everyday Entrepreneur because uh, there's so much information. So, well, I'm for,
2: well, keep... Josephine, go well, go for ahead. your for your for your listeners that are in the New York area, we're actually doing a book signing May 15th at the Huntington Book Review in the evening. Uh-huh. We're going to be packed, we're going to have a reading, we're going to be signing books. And if anybody you know, has not heard of the Huntington Book Review, it's one of the most successful independently-owned bookstores in the nation, and it's a staple here uh, in the Long Island region. Everybody on Long Island generally knows about the Huntington Book Review, and we'd love to see people on May 15th. And
1: that sounds perfect. I'll be there, Rob. I promise you i to <laughs> put that in my book here, on right. my calendar. So that sounds like a lot of fun. So, all right, so I'm just going to keep firing my questions at you. Um, What are some of the major mistakes new or even experienced entrepreneurs make? I mean, we know there's lots of them out there, but what are some that you might be able to share with us, maybe from, from the books?
2: Well, one of, the, one of the mistakes, and I'll give you a personal one, and then we can talk about potentially one of the book. Um, one of the mistakes is not really judging the, the marketplace effectively. Uh, I started a company probably about seven years ago called CoSential, and what I tried to do was um, match certain business services um, and to have me be the intermediary referring these business services to my payroll and human resources clients and get paid a fee to do that, to match people up appropriately. Well, you know, I had this big launch event and this big party, and it was fantastic, but the backlash was pretty horrific because what I didn't realize was I was basically stepping on the toes of at least 15 or 16 very well-known and respected individuals in the marketplace, and some of them were even my clients who I was actually usurping business from and doing things that people were already doing in the marketplace, but for free. So I thought there was a need for something. I tried to create something, and um, it failed miserably. And I've since, you know, taken a, a significant lesson to say, "Hey, take stock in what you have, and be careful not to really step on the toes of the people that feed your core business or your livelihood." That doesn't mean that you shouldn't get into other lines of business. That means there's a right way to do it and a wrong way to do it. I did it wrong. Now huh. I've found a way to do it correctly, and we've assimilated some of these core products right into our offering, and the response has been much better. So it's really knowing your marketplace and making sure you don't make that big, mis- big public misstep uh, like I did.
1: Yeah, well, Rob, you know what, the reason why I was dying to have you back on my show is because in the first show, I love the fact that you were brutally honest. You're not embarrassed that you made a mistake. You're so willing to share. So I can't wait to share a lot of other things um, with, about Rob. You know, he has this interesting story about um, how flying a plane is very similar to operating a business. So when he comes back on, I can't wait to talk about that. And, you know, from our first interview with Rob, we learned that um, he started
2: at a very – Okay, no, Josephine, Wow, well, I guess you're just <laughs> chock full of technical difficulties. Where were you?
1: <laughs> I'm telling everybody about the fact that you know how to fly a plane, about the fact that on the, our first show you were telling us about your paper route, but we're jumping all over the place. Let's go back to before I got cut off. What were we saying? So, being that we're getting ready to come up on a break, I just wanted to thank Rob, you are such an incredible person. I love the fact that you're so adventurous, um, that you actually know how to fly a plane. And when we come back from break, I can't wait to see how flying a plane is like operating a business, in your opinion. So with that, we'll be right back, everyone. Thanks for joining us on Paying It Forward.
0: Right back with more Paying It Forward with Josephine Gerossi. Right after these on Toginet.com. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it's time for the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2 1 Central on Toginet.com. For more information on the Million Dollar Mindset, go to our website, MarlaTabaka.com. That's M-A-R-L-A-T-A-B-A-K-A.com. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 p.m. Central on Toginet.com. Get ready to laugh along with this little parent stayed home with Ali Loprit. Friday evenings at 6, 5 Central on Toginet.com. This is a truly realistic, no-nonsense, tell-it-like-it-is method that will have you laughing and crying. Surviving while struggling and hammering away at the hardships as you travel through the greatest journey of your life. Get empowered by joining thousands of other parents who have also decided to take a leap of faith into a double career with longer hours and half the pay simply because of the love they have for their children. Together we are rebuilding a new economy that will support us rather than enslave us. Never again will we have to choose between raising our children and earning to provide for them. It won't be easy, but it will be worth it. For more on Allie and her success, check out her website, OurMilkMoney.com. So come get empowered with This Little Parent Stayed Home with Allie Lopri. Friday afternoons at 6, 5 Central on Toginet.com. Welcome back to Paying It Forward, the show dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful as we discuss accomplishments, lessons learned, and sharing those ideas. Now, let's get back to Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi on Toginet.com.
1: Welcome back, everyone. It's Josephine here, and I have Rob Bosso on the line with us. And Rob is the author of The Everyday Entrepreneur, an incredible book that I would strongly suggest anybody out there who owns a business should definitely read this, and anybody out there who's even thinking about starting their own business should definitely read that, read this book. So, Rob, before we get started with our very last segment of Paying It Forward, Can you please let my listeners know how they can get in touch with you and how we can get the book?
2: Sure. Well, uh, the book is published uh, by John Wiley & Sons, and anywhere books are sold online for the most part, Barnes & Nobles, Books a Million, you you name it, it's out there. Amazon, um, they can get in touch with me directly. At bassoonbusiness.com, which is the main site that we use for this, or they can check out my book on the Everyday And they can always reach me at my 800 number, 800 440 9033. And we certainly look forward to hearing from some of your listeners.
1: Oh, this is going to be great, Rob. And I also want my listeners to know that I am a subscriber on Basso on Business and, um, Basso on Business. I always say Basso, sorry. It's okay. <laughs> but, um, I just want to say it's really a great newsletter. And I know we get inundated with lots of newsletters and subscriptions, but this is one on my top ten. So. Oh,
2: this one's definitely worth it. You want you don't want to delete yeah. all the others. You just want to make sure mine is on the top from now on. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I'm being dead serious. I, honest to God, I went through and I filtered down everybody, and I said, you know what, I just don't have the time to read through, you know, 50 newsletters and everything. And I decided I would come up with my top ten list yeah honestly audition. josephine i
2: I've done the same thing I, there's a lot of people that I liked you know hearing from uh, there's only a handful that I have now, and uh i you know we're we're glad when we make somebody's top ten so so
1: you're there <laughs> so all right so Rob, tell me why do you think flying a plane is like operating a business i mean you're so exciting you know you you're full of adventure. I love the fact that um that you went out there to learn how to fly by yourself, but so tell us
2: about that well, I can you know clearly remember my my first you know solo flight where Literally, my my palms were sweating. There was sweat dripping down my eyebrows. And, you know, you're talking to the tower, and the tower is saying, you know, five-golf tango, you're cleared for takeoff. And you pull out onto the runway, and the wheels slowly start spinning, and you're going faster and faster. And at about 60, 70 miles an hour, you lift off into the sky, and you realize that you really are on your own. There's no one there helping you. And that's kind of what it feels like sometimes to run your own business. And having that feeling of getting that aircraft in the, off, off the ground, looking at all the gauges, having wind coming from different directions, it's the same thing when you're running a business. It's that same feeling of somewhat being a little bit out of control, but understanding all the parameters behind you and being able to multitask to actually get it accomplished, and I have to tell you that I've used this analogy many, many times in public speaking where I go into the long details of how I learned how to fly and, you know, the very intricate details of how this is connected to business, but at a very high level, um, it's about being – able to handle many things at once, but also being myopic. Because think about it. You're flying this airplane. Are you really thinking about the grocery shopping that you have to do later that day? Or, you know, no, you're not. You're like, oh, my God, I'm going to crash if I don't figure out how to fly this plane and land this plane. So you have to learn how to hyper-focus when you're in business as well to get something done, but realize that there's 20 things going on around you that somehow you have to simultaneously still be aware of. That's why it's like flying an airplane.
1: Oh, I I just love that analogy. And, Rob, you're so right. So many times with what I'm doing in my business, it truly is lonely. And it doesn't matter how many people you have around you. A lot of times it's a solo um, journey. And, you know, it's great to try to get mentors out there. And that's how I kind of surround myself or I try to surround myself with as many people as I can as far as mentors go, because uh, it kind of gets you out of that lonely kind of feeling if you can just pick up that phone and bounce something off
2: of a mentor. So, well, And, that, and that's, 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 awesome. that's a lot of what BASO on Business does, and the other things that we're involved with is, like, for example, we just ran an event called Venture Pitch, and myself and a gentleman named Damon John, who's the star of the hit show Shark Tank on ABC, ran a live event, we're in business owners were pitching their ideas and we had 150 business owners in the room and venture capitalists you know willing to put themselves on the line to potentially invest in these businesses and it's all about you know helping other businesses i wasn't there for myself i was there to help the regional community that we do business in because without them no nobody's in business so i think more entrepreneurs and business people need to start being mentors to the younger crowd coming up or anybody who wants to get started in business. And for me, that's been the biggest joy of really being a a business owner is helping other people.
1: I think that's great. And I love the fact that you're doing it right here in your own community. So I respect that, and I think that's great. So, Rob, tell us, in the middle of the book, you talk about luck.
2: Do you think that luck just happens, or is it earned? I think, I think it's a combination, and the, the thing about luck, the name of the chapter is is called, Is That a Leprechaun in Your Pocket? Are You Happy to See Me? And part of the reason that I, that, I, that I came up with that title was because, you know, everybody says, oh, you know, that person was lucky, or this person was lucky, oh, they were just in the right place at the right time, and... Uh-huh. Eh. I think most of that's nonsense. The reason they were in the right place at the right time is because they chose to put themselves in front of the centers of influences that really could impact their business and their life. Some things do happen by accidents or happenstance. But if you take, for example, a guy like Evan Lamberg, who is now really the president of one of the largest you know, music publishing companies in the world, I profiled him in the book and I've known him for years, he literally started in the file room 6 o'clock in the morning before anybody would walk in the office. He got to know every one of his bosses. He got to know which ones drank what coffee, which files they needed the most. These things can still happen today. He's probably in his late 40s, early 50s, but it doesn't matter. He put himself in a position to be needed, wanted, and when the time came, he ascended through the organization, now he's one of the most powerful guys in the music business. And wow. that didn't happen by accident. That wasn't luck. That was him using his ambitious, ambitiousness, confidence, and conviction, but also knowing that he was being in the right place at the right time was all his own doing. So you make your own luck. I know, people you've heard that statement before, but it is absolutely true, yeah. and I believe that.
1: No, I agree with you a hundred percent there, you know, Rob. I think of myself in my glovey situation where I um went to a huge trade show the n a c d s trade show. It- it's going to be two years ago now. And um, I went to San Diego. Wow, well, I packed the suitcase. I shipped all of my gloves over, my banners, the whole entire thing. I could not believe I did this by myself. And I just said, you know what, I'm just going to go get, it. get a shot. I met with some of the biggest buyers in the industry. And what do you know? It was it wasn't really considered luck. But I was lucky that a very influential person from Manhattan happened to stop by my booth. And Rob, he is one of my biggest advocates. He is a huge mentor to me. And this man has changed my business. He's taken it to the next level. So I think you're right. Was I, I was lucky that he happened to come by my booth. But I guess I created that luck by actually being at that trade show to begin with.
2: Absolutely, and I, I I will say that you know that there was probably no luck involved there at all. If it wasn't that show, it would have been another show. Or it would have been another person. So you 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 hit it right on the head. You got to be in it to win it. I mean, it's really that simple.
1: <laughs> yeah. So Rob, a lot of times you talk about imagination. Of course, we all need a solid plan of action, and we also need serious determination to break down the barriers. But. Um, let's see, what if you can't pinpoint exactly what you want to do. What would you suggest to people out there? Well,
2: the hard part when when you're really not certain. Let's say you're you're working at your day job, and you've been you know dreaming about you know opening you know the the best tiddlywink factory that that the world has ever seen, and you just don't know how to go about it the best thing you can do in your spare time or if you do have time to investigate during the day is to get involved with the industry that you that you eventually want to be involved with travel to the events and circuits that these people and these types of you know individuals travel and just start to soak up all the industry knowledge about what's involved with this industry or business or service and really become your own expert in it the best that you can before you actually step off that ledge. It doesn't mean you have to know everything about everything, because a lot of it does come from your own ability to really take that risk and say, if I don't know it now, I'll figure it out. But you have to have some baseline to really understand what you're getting into. And I've never been shy when I don't know something, to, I literally Googled people and, and, and called up out of nowhere and tried to get the president of a company on the phone and say, hey, you know, I'm curious about this. Could, and you'd be surprised. People spend time with you. They want to talk about their own businesses. People yeah. love to talk about their own businesses. And it's amazing what you can find by just picking up a telephone. By the way, that human communication is not dead. LinkedIn's important. Facebook's important. Twitter's important. Tumblr's important. Flickr, all that's great. Pick up the phone once in a while, it still works.
1: Yeah, I think that that's so so important. So, um, well, with just a minute left to our show, I you know when we were little, Rob, you know that uh, that phrase that we used to say, I just want a do over. Okay. <laughs> So much technical difficulties today. I was so looking forward to the show, and I think we had an incredible show today. But, Rob, can I have you back on my show for a do-over? Because I just feel like we have so
2: much more to talk about. Anytime you want, you give me a buzz and I'll, I'll be back.
1: I'm so happy. But, Rob, I, I tell my listeners, and I think they actually really believe Nate, I am telling you, the everyday entrepreneur is a winner. It, it's an incredible book. I'm so glad, and I thank you as an entrepreneur for coming out with such a great book because it's helpful. It's not something I on bookshelf. I keep trying, to pull, and I'm like, well, let me just see what Rob has to say about that, and I take it right off of my book. So once again, let's tell everybody how they can get in touch with you, Rob.
2: The best way to get in touch with me is to go to BassoOnBusiness.com or email me at rob at Mm BassoOnBusiness.com, and I'll be glad to, uh, you know, communicate with you, and I look forward to being back on the show.
1: Well, thanks so much, Rob, and everyone, thanks for listening to King It Forward, and we'll see you again next week. Have a great week, everyone.
0: Thank you for being a part of paying it forward with Josephine Tarasi on tugging at.com. This show is dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful. Each week we'll be discussing accomplishments, lessons,